You didn't finish the story. What are you going to do about your chipped spine? Oh, I mean, I go back for a follow-up next week. I'll have a CT scan, x-ray, and an MRI. We'll see what they say. Just fill it, fill it up with epoxy or Bondo and call it a day? I mean, man, that'd be great if it was that simple, wouldn't it? <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, and we're your hosts, Sandra Pont and Raul Torres. Say, where's Zachary? Donde esta Zacharia? He's on a la, beach drinking a cerveza. In la playa? In la playa. Oh. <laughs> he is a playa down in Del Carmen. I said he's, <laughs> he's pulling a Ted Cruz. Nice. Yeah. Are you guys getting hit? This So there's like jumping ahead to the news. Is are you guys getting hit by the the crazy weather? Like we're having breezes here. Apparently, like S- San Diego is going to have like a blizzard warning. It's pretty. It's pretty nuts. How's the weather where you are? It's fifty six degrees, sixty five. It's beautiful. God damn. <laughs> but it, I don't know what it's, what it's like tomorrow. Well, it's a very good thing that the climate is not changing. It's very. No uh, record highs, to, no record lows. We're good. Seventy to forty-five, seventy-six to fifty. Not not too bad, but I mean, Damn. it was like we we're getting like seventy mile per hour winds, like kind of near the mountainy area. Oh, is that all? So, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just just super windy. But this, the temperature is tolerable. Send. I'll have my heater on and my blankets on, and oh, send some of that nice weather this way. <laughs> Said no one ever who lived in SoCal talking to a Texan. <laughs> Just wait five minutes. It'll be better soon. <laughs> and this, dear listener, is Quest 287. What are the most epic movie scenes? So, Ruli recently watched a video. Uh, there's a Cinema Sins and there's Cinema Wins. So I watched a Cinema Wins about a certain movie that's going to be on this list. And he was like, man, these are just these iconic movie scenes. Now, we're not talking about, you know, 20-minute operatic things. We're not talking about single stills. We're talking about... A scene or a segment in a movie that only lasts a few minutes. And the ones that are just the most epic or they stick with you. Also, <laughs> I hate your mechanical keyboard so goddamn much. <laughs> How do you know that I'm typing? It's, uh, it's, so you know that I'm doing things. Thank you for letting me and dear listener know that you're doing things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll start out. So I have five written down. And as always, we're going to pull shit out of our ass as we do this podcast. It's going to be great. Okay. So I'm going to start off with the one that, that kicked this whole thing off, which is Jurassic Park, the original, the only one that matters, the scene where the T-Rex shows up. That okay. is just iconic film. I think everyone knows that. Everyone remembers it. Uh, it's like it's more than five minutes long, and yet it feels like it happens all in seconds. It is absolutely fantastic something i learned in that cinema wins video is did you even realize there is no music when the t-rex shows up it is completely unscored for like again over oh, five oh, minutes yeah cause, i mean you're you're completely engaged in it why would they do anything to make you distracted from what's going on yeah i just it was something i never consciously acknowledged before yeah just an amazing scene it still looks amazing today knowing how to use how to blend cgi with practicals knowing how to hide it in shadow Oh, God, that scene is just so amazing. The tension, the pressure, it's just fucking iconic. Yeah, uh, so, so, yeah. So, not to poke holes, I, th- I think this is like, it's poking holes and praising at the same time. Son of a bitch. Um, what's up? You son of a bitch. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to mention this. I will be surprised if you don't know it. But the scene is so good that 
everyone completely ignores the laws of physics and how gravity works and how land works and stuff. Because, like, where does the T-Rex come from? The T-Rex yes. comes from, you know, the, the ground level, just totally ground, just waltzes over. And then what happens next? They fall down a giant hole. Um, <laughs> where was this giant hole to keep the T-Rex from jumping out? Um, it was a cliff time? roll. He fell down a cliff, okay? Whatever, whatever it was, right? But, like, like I, I think if you actually, like, go through all the details of it, it's just, like, it's physically impossible. Every, everything makes no sense in that scene. But it's just so good that you just go with it. And, yeah, and that's that's the best part of cinema, just going with it. Right? It's, it's not even the physics. It's the, the geography. Or, uh, yeah, like, the geography it, yeah. is horrible. There's an, a very... And uh, that's something the cinema ones also pointed out. And they were talking about... It was very clearly, given how much detail was put into that movie, um, they were meticulous in creating it. It's very clearly an intentional continuity gaffe because they just mm -hmm. thought it was worth doing. So, mm -hmm. yes, major loophole there. And I don't care because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jurassic Park. I I need to rewatch the first Jurassic Park. It's been a while. We all know the clips. We all see pieces. But uh, man, the rest of the series just sucks. Did you did you watch any of the new Jurassic Parks? Um, I've seen a lot of the newer stuff in passing. Um, I enjoy it for the eye candy. I don't want it to make sense. I'm I'm cool seeing people drive motorcycles while they're getting chased by dinosaurs. But that's all I'm going to pay attention to. I don't need to know anything else about like clone daughters or something <laughs> that really, really is is totally doesn't mean anything when you've got dinosaurs waltzing around everywhere and having a good time. Like what about locusts? I don't care. Locusts. Oh, oh yeah, the locusts too. Locusts too. Locust plagues. Like just a, whatever. Who would have guessed that the gene company was making the locust plague? Not I. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's all fine. Like it's it's there to be entertaining. I'm entertained. It's 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 popcorn flicks. Yeah, good enough. All right, sir. Want to go over to you, or you want me to go again? Oh, uh, oh yeah. No, no. I, I'm 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 totally cheating. I, I've learned to embrace ChatGPT and oh, just never never do anything ever again. I've got, an awesome, I've got an amazing list off. I'm so prepared. Um, I'm gonna go with the one that I probably like. I, okay, I'll go with the movie, and then I'll try to pick one from there. Um, Inception. Inception's so good. Mm. Um, so which I, which scene in particular? Because I know when I think the word Inception, I know which scene jumps into my head. I I, I think it's it's the 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 hallway spinning scene because I remember enjoying that so much in the theaters, and then also remember just like being like I have to see whatever making of behind the footage scene footage they have, and there is a crap ton of behind the footage scene on that, and it's just really cool because they made a giant hallway. You know what they did? They ban the hell out of it. Yeah, they put that's on mechanical what you do with spinning hallways. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was just such a cool scene. I, I think, like, from the kind of, like, concept of, like, the whole dream dream world and all this other stuff, it was, like, tangible enough to seem real, but also fantastical enough to see, like, you know, like, to be visually appealing and just be like, I've never seen something like that before, which I, I, I think I haven't ever. Um, I mean, you could say, like, the... Um, I don't know if you've done the Universal Studio rides or the kind of the gimmicky, like you walk down something and then you're you're in the tunnel and the tunnel spills and spins around you. And you kind of feel that like kind of like off kilter thing. But I mean, no, I haven't. I'm, I don't know. It's I I think that uh, no other movie has done anything like that. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know what's funny is that I I when I think of Inception, I think it was because it was in all the trailers. But I immediately think of the time that they're taking is it Ellen Page in for training. And so she's mm -hmm. bending the city and putting it on top of them kind of thing. That's what comes to mind for me. But the hallway scene is pretty fucking badass, admittedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christopher Nolan movies are always 
really interesting in the way that they're shot. Um, we've talked about him on the cast before about how it's ironic he's known for Batman because he's so bad at action, but he's so good at visual set pieces. And yet, when I was putting this list together, I was trying to think, actually, of the Batman trilogy and be like, okay, what mm-hmm. is an iconic scene from the Batman trilogy? And I couldn't pinpoint one scene that was heads and shoulders above the rest, which I suppose is a compliment in one way, but I just couldn't think of uh, one. I was like, I, which, which I mean, Heath think... Ledger scene is the best? I don't know. Oh, no. I, I mean, I think, like, for him, the iconic one was the, the hit me one. That's just like, come on, hit me, hit me, and then he doesn't. I mean, it's just like, it's... I think that kind of like demonstrates the kind of polar opposites, you know, antithesis of one another character type thing. And and that was a cool thing with the, the Batmobile bike or whatever, whatever it was called. <laughs> Batmobile bike was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, the truck flipping over was a lot of fun. But again, I just, I, I don't know, no one scene jumped out for me. When you, sorry, when you said hit me, I immediately thought of the Matrix. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I think that that is, that is more than likely going to be on our list as well. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, Inception. Okay, uh, back to me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back in time mm-hmm. to a movie that. Uh, God, I don't know what year. I should have researched this. What year it came out? But uh, Sergio Leone, one of the spaghetti western, uh, man with no name trilogy movies. Which one could it mm-hmm. be? The the whistling one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. But what I mean, scene? The could I be referring right? To? Huh? What scene could I be referring to? Um. It's been forever since I've seen it, so I'm just going to take a pass and just tell me. <laughs> oh, you're so bad at this. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The uh, I, Is it still politically correct to say the Mexican standoff? I can ask you. You can legitimately answer that question. <laughs> no, you can't ask me because I have no scruples or shame. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> so the standoff at the end with the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, you know, in the, the three-way shootout is just an iconic scene, right? You 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 know the whistling theme song. You know the, you know... Uh, the iconography of the movie but everyone knows that scene that scene is so iconic so i it, like that was one of the first things i thought of when i thought what's an iconic movie scene a scene that stands heads and shoulders above the rest i was like oh the good the bad and the ugly definitely no i can dig it i haven't actually seen all of those movies um it's the good the bad and the ugly a fistful of dollars and a few dollars more if i remember correctly mm-hmm. yeah i haven't actually okay. seen them all but everyone knows that scene so, so I, I want to make sure I understand the rules of the of the game. When we say scene or like epic scenes, like it, it's not it's we're not talking about like a one cut type thing, right? It, it yeah, can no. be okay. Okay, just wanted to make sure. All right, so back to you. What's an epic <sighs> movie scene? Okay, well, I, I like this because I think I think we can go through go through a lot real quickly. But I'm gonna say the the crazy eighty eight scene in Kill Bill. I think that's one of my favorites. That's actually really good. That's actually really good. Yeah, again, Kill Bill has so many great fight scenes, but uh, yeah, no, that one in particular is just ridiculously good, especially because that's to switch to black and white just so they didn't get like an, what was it, an X rating or an R rating oh, or yeah, something? Yeah, just because there's so much blood and there's so many limbs everywhere. Let's, let's just find a way to get it done. <laughs> um, there are a couple other Tarantino ones that I was thinking about, but I think what, what I'm struggling with with this um, with this question is that I think a lot of these things are going to be heavily choreographed fight scenes. I'm, I'm trying to not do that. I'm trying to think of a couple other ones, but I have a feeling most of them are going to be in that genre. So I think that internet blip, I think I, my my pie hole might be offline. I think my DNS is down. Wah, wah. All right, we're going to have to edit the shit out of that now. Okay, where did we leave off? I was talking about Kill Bill. 
and we were seeing how the fight scene was cool, but I would also say that like even even a little bit before the uh, introduction to the whole her flying to Japan on the motorcycle with the uh, crazy flight of the bumblebee, whatever song going on, like all that stuff. It's just like it's just it's a big mega epic culmination of lots of things going on to sword fighting. So it's awesome. No, it's it's a pretty badass fight scene, and I think it's the highlight of the two Kill Bill movies, um, especially as far as fight choreography goes. And like I said earlier, just they had to turn it black and white to not get it like an X rating. That's fucking hilarious to me. Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I also do, in terms of like iconic scenes, I do remember the ending where like David Carradine walks away and then falls down. I don't I wouldn't put that as like most iconic scene, but when I think about Kill Bill, that that definitely jumps to mind. Yeah, very memorable. I think more more than that. Yeah. More memorable than epic. Yep. Okay, so let's let's stay on Quentin Tarantino for a moment because I was actually trying to think of iconic scenes from Tarantino movies because there's a lot of great scenes. All, all of them. <laughs> right? And the thing is, I, I felt like, okay, even though there, there's some Reservoir Dog scenes that really come to mind for me, like I was like, no, it's got to be Pulp Fiction. But I couldn't decide. There's three scenes in my mind in Pulp Fiction that are iconic. And I want you to help me figure out which one is the best. So well, let me see if I'm guessing which I can probably guess ahead. two. One's probably the cafe scene. Cafe where he's scene. trying to get his wallet. Oh, yep, that is one of them. Absolutely. Uh, the other one is when he does the whole righteous blah 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 in Samuel Jackson one. Yep, both um, both Sam Jackson scenes. I don't know what the third one is. Travolta and Thurman dancing the dance in the scene? cafe. Okay, I, I was I was thinking that, but I'm like I I wouldn't classify that as epic. So I I, I put that well, more in the memorable yeah. territory. I, iconic, perhaps. I should iconic. iconic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay, the, you totally guessed the three scenes. One for one. Bravo, sir. What, what would you say is the most iconic of the scenes? I mean, it'd probably have to be the uh, them going into the apartment one, because I think the the other scenes with the, him getting his wallet back is a little bit more of uh, our quote-unquote heroes are in a position where they don't have the advantage. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. that, that, that kind of adds, I think, to if we're going to kind of like qualify what kind of makes things epic, I think it's seeing people at their peak of whatever it is they try to do. Fair, fair so. enough. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of distinguishing it. I, I think I have a bias for wanting to hear Samuel L. Jackson say, it's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, the them, you know, in the apartment, him giving the full wrath of God speech, which he also kind of gives to Ringo, but not really. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. I think I think we agree on that. So there's there's the Pulp Fiction iconic scene. And that really, I think, is maybe the highlight of, just again, in, in pure epic iconography, the highlight of the Tarantino movies. Even though there's some other great movies uh, that have great scenes in them. I mean, like, Jesus, uh, what's the... Inglorious Bastards, World War II. Yeah. Like, there's so many great scenes. Oh, yeah, in yeah. Because I, I was thinking, like, the movie theater one as well, when that gets set on fire. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, but I wouldn't say it's, it's more memorable than Epic. So that's what I was like, nah, maybe not. The Bear Jew showing up, um, mm -hmm. just the opening with Christoph Waltz, uh, the Michael Fassbender down in the underground, like, saying, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with the Kings. Oh, there's so many great scenes in that movie. <laughs> All right. So that was Tarantino. Uh, Okay, really. I think it's back to you because you said. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm I'm embarrassed to pick this one, but I'm gonna pick it anyways, and I'm gonna I'm gonna prefix this with um, 
one of the things I like about movies is, you know, coming out and kind of talking with folks and having the conversations with folks like you, or even with my wife when I go see movies, or just seeing all the, the conversations. and like, Movies like, bring us together. T- talking about, like, what's going to happen next, or, like, what is even going to, what's going to go on? And um, I think it's been a while, but, like, the collective zettergeist around the last five minutes of Infinity Wars, when the snap happened, was pretty incredible. Because uh-huh. literally taking out half the character, you, you know they're going to come back. You know they're going to do something. But I, I, I don't know. Like I, I just felt like that's uh, after the fight scene, just how epically everything was there, just to kind of culminate with them kind of losing. I guess this up, it's it's maybe the peak of Thanos' power. There you go. That that's that's peak of someone's power. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just thought that that was pretty pretty epic and memorable and all that other stuff. I don't, I don't know if it counts, but it, it's it's it feels too mainstream. But I just feel like the reaction and everything around it that just had such an impact that it made it feel very epic. I mean, that that was a huge movie event, right? Infinity War and Endgame both. It's funny because you say Infinity War's ending. I would have said that uh, Endgame's ending, you know, just the... Well, there's a bunch of, of little scenes during those final fights, right? Yeah. Um, Captain America finally picking up the hammer and I knew it. And then whenever he starts showing up, the on your left. And then, of course, there's the Iron Man snap of I'm Iron Man. Yeah. I would have said Endgame was the more iconic ending. I don't know. Well, I- iconic, right? But I, I, I guess more epic, like, I don't know, I, I, like I said, I feel like it had more impact and more folks were just, like, talking about it and aware of it. Yeah, I, I, every time I see someone talk about, like, you know, any one of those movies, they always, like, some, talk about, like, how they'll, they're willing to watch those fight scenes again and other yeah. stuff. Uh, but there there are a couple of complaints to it, and I, and I think that's where um, it definitely suffers from some of the superhero syndrome, because it's everyone at peak power doing what they do, and kind of like you know that they're gonna win right it's just that it's it's that kind of like you it loses that kind of tension i think um because they've kind of gone through that roller coaster of kind of you know whatever the story cycles you go through they've already gone through their valley they're now getting out of the valley and going through all that other stuff so it didn't it didn't feel as impactful still still awesome and good you're using the word valley and now i'm trying to think of the samuel l jackson speech of (laughs) uh anyway um yeah, pretty good. Slight tangent, or QQ rambles. Uh, did you see Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man movie, Quantumania? Um, no, I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, I'm not excited to go see it, actually. <laughs> if it's, if it's, I hear a lot of people say it's good, maybe I'll check it out. I, I think I've heard people say that, what is it, Mordok, Modox, whatever in it. I don't Mordok. even know for how long. I mean, that, it sounds, it sounds silly enough, but I, I don't know. It's, have, have you seen it? I have. Is it spoilery if I give you a mini QQ review? No, because I'm pretty sure I know all the beats already. It's a Marvel movie. Come on. Right. Okay, QQ review uh, real quick. And now, a QQ review. Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! The hell was that? I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It stinks. Boo! I was saying boo-earns. What did I expect? Uh, not much. Uh, modern Marvel movies, I don't know what <laughs> to expect much. anymore. <laughs> what surprised me? Uh, not much, because I had no expectations. Eh. <laughs> the good is like, look, all the Marvel movies are good, right? It looks great. It sounds great. Uh, there's a lot of good humor throughout it. Some of the actions and fight scenes are fun. It's a, it's a good, well-made movie. What, you know, the bad is just kind of that, like, I don't know, the, the villain, even though the actor is really good, like, I never really... 
fully understood their motivation. Um, a lot of the stuff almost seems tropey now with like, look, a village of people who got kicked out of the city. They want to rebel and go back into their city. We haven't seen that in 18 other movies. <laughs> um, so the bad is just that it kind of just comes off as formulaic and I wasn't heavily invested. And the the last bad there is also that um, even though, you know, Ant-Man has plenty to do, Paul Rudd and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer actually has plenty to do. Uh, Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas just kind of get sidelined. Um, they're cool when they're there, but they don't really do anything. So, yeah, unfortunately, my QQ review score... Oh, go ahead. I wonder if that's more so just because of maybe the behind-the-scenes politics of one of the people that you mentioned um, than this writing. But I don't know. Who, who knows? Maybe, I don't know, know. either. Um, but yeah, so my QQ review score, unfortunately, is, uh, you know, of the of uh, the four Qs, one is I don't like it, and I don't think you should like it, or you will like it. Two is I don't like it, but you might. I kind of have to give it a two, because I'm like, I enjoyed it, so you'd think I'd be a three. But I don't know, man. The anime movies are just okay to me they're just okay i give it i'm gonna give it two cues yeah. mm. i mean I'm, I'm not surprised by that assessment so because honestly I, I think i don't really think i've heard too much about it because like it was just there and it just um it's weird inner connectivity to loki like i think i saw like one of the little commercials for it or promos for it was like this is a different version of kang or yada 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 and i'm like oh yeah. Okay, uh, so it has nothing to do with the show that I was invested in. I I'm honestly more excited to see more Loki than any of the Batman stuff. <laughs> I need to finish. I need to finish that series. Yeah, the the teaser, uh, slight spoiler, but I don't say what the details. The teaser of the movie is Loki, actually. So, yeah. Okay. All right, back to iconic scenes. I think it's back to me. So, um, once again, I'm gonna need your help with this. So, I was thinking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I was thinking about. What is like the most iconic or epic scene in that trilogy? And there's so many great scenes. But honestly, I, I feel like it's just kind of Helm's Deep in general. That's like my favorite fight. The well, sitting on the, the bridge in the rain, the one arrow going off. I, that's what I think of. What do you well, think of? Not only Hel Rings? Helm's Deep, but like, okay, like, was that the one where, where, where Elf Dude takes down the elephant? No, with that's, the arrows? That's the Battle of Gondor in the third movie. Okay, that's, the, that's the last one, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's kind of rare when you have the round of applause in a movie theater because there's no one really to applause to. But like, <laughs> I remember like multiple multiple people just like clapping and thinking that was the best thing since sliced bread ever. The stupid is, fucking elephant scene. scene. It is a good scene. It was cool. I um, mean, yeah, but that's it's like that's comedic relief. <laughs> How is that the most epic? Oh my god, fuck! Hey, 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 can can you take down an elephant with a bow and arrow? And enough CGI? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man any other iconic scenes in lord of the rings you can think of oh okay <laughs> uh maybe maybe memorable i i remember i i recall so many people saying like that's it they're just getting a boat like they're getting a boat it's over like i thought there was more movie that that's all that's happening oh the first movie <laughs> <laughs> just just the impact and conversation that came out of that one that was fun fair enough um so my my runner-up which i think actually might be because again, for me, I loved Helm's Deep. That's a, that's a me thing. Honestly, I think one of the biggest memes to come out of it, and honestly, a epic scene, is when they're in the Mines of Moria, they're running from the Belrog, and Gandalf stays on the bridge and does the, you shall not pass. <laughs> I think that might be the most iconic scene. I but think so. I'll go with that. Epic might be Helm's Deep. I think that's probably the icon iconic scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so uh, adjusting for personal bias. There you go. Ruli, back to you. 
Um, I, I feel this is iconic, but it is epic in its own little way because it is kind of a little bit more simple and raw. But the uh, the one take hallway fight from Old Boy, I think that oh. one's uh, that's pretty epic. Yeah, I still haven't even seen it, but everyone knows about that and inspired the Daredevil hallway scenes. And oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's been so blatantly stolen from so many times. Pretty good answer. Oh yeah, the, the movie itself isn't for everyone. And in fact, I would say it's one of those movies that's for no one at all. Like, you're a horrible person if you enjoy those movies. <laughs> Hi, that's me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that scene by itself is um, worth knowing about the scene by itself. Everything else is just horrible and horrible. So I, I haven't seen it, so I can't, I can't even comment. Um, anything else to add about Old Boy? Um, it's pretty good. And it's horrible. I mean, it's like content-wise, it's kind of horrible. It's like I think it's one of uh, I, I would put it almost as like a Cartman-level revenge <laughs> Korean drama. Um, if that sets up any expectations for it, if you were to see it, oh, it's your just, tears. No. Oh, this is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Okay, I'm gonna pivot hard into comedy. One of the most iconic scenes. Everyone knows this scene. It involves. Three dudes and a printer. Okay, office space. So that, that is that is pretty epic. Uh, you have me worried for a second. I'm like, how could this be epic? But I guess yeah, it's it's again kind of like from the story model of like breaking thresholds and coming out of things. Yeah, that's that's that is the moment of catharsis where they start just realizing what they feel about the world. So and it's fucking iconic. Everyone everyone remembers that scene, right? If you if you have seen Office Space, that is the scene that sticks with you. There's so many hilarious jokes about the movie, but everyone knows the printer scene. And yes, by the way, I put the music in the background right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great one liners, you know, everything with Lumberg and yeah, if you could go ahead and come in on third or on sunday you know like there's so much great stuff but the, the printer scene is fucking iconic for comedy yeah. all right sir back to you um i don't know how to judge time how many circles do we have left because i want to see which ones i want to pick and which ones i want to skip uh i've got two left two left okay let me pick um i think okay most of the ones i i i've i've talked about i have kind of like came up on my own a little bit well i saw this list and then i came up I, like I, I realized yes i like them but i'll say the one that i was surprised that i didn't think of and this list helped me jog my memory on it was the uh, opening scene to saving private ryan oh fuck that's a good fucking answer that yeah wow. i was like i'm like how could i have i forgotten about that scene like everyone who has remembered that that, that scene um inspired point, an like, entire I, millennia of first person shooters <laughs> yeah and then um I remember um, a while back. I don't even. I don't even want to look to see how far back this is. It make me feel old. But uh, it was airing on TNT for I want to say like Memorial Day or something like that. What what are those patriotic holidays? And they they got crap because they played the unedited version of that entire movie. And when they got crap for it, they were like, we're respecting the history of, you know, the people that served in the military. Like, why would we censor this stuff? This is this is how it was. We want people to remember. And everyone's like, okay, I guess I guess your your argument is sufficient enough. We will accept it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh pretty good, dude. That's pretty good. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I I have distinct memories of watching that like in my oh, living yeah. room with my family. Uh, when I was younger, that uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a fucking good movie. There's so many amazing scenes in that. Yeah, and I have to say, like, I, I haven't kept up with some of the, the kind of more modern war movies, because, like, 
I could have swear that there was maybe like one or two that came out fairly recently that had like some pretty long cuts and like like I I don't know if it was like a boat one or an airplane one. It's it's like I think I'm gonna put them all in the genre of dad movies, which I should really be catching up on. But I, I think there's been some renaissance in in that kind of like war drama epic movie making thing that just isn't getting enough credit as it should be. Just because I I see like other people kind of talking about those things a lot, so. Uh, I'm I'm sure those are miss, missing on the list, but I figured, yeah, Saving Private Ryan would at least kind of cover that a little bit. I'm trying to think of like other war movies, and like the only other thing that honestly comes to mind would be uh, Patton and him just standing in front of the giant American flag. It's a pretty iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a comedy, but uh, Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, Slim Pickens riding the nuke down. But these oh, are that's, not that's, scenes that's, that's that are iconic, like not epic, iconic, right? yeah. <laughs> They're just not things that are in the right uh, vein. So, oh, fuck. Damn, dude, that's a good fucking answer. Okay. Um, my second to last here is, look, everyone knows my love for the Aliens franchise. The chestburster scene in the original Alien is fucking iconic. Everyone knows that. It's horrendous. It's, it, was scary. it was scary then. It's still terrifying today. Uh, yeah, dude, there's... Those movies are amazing. I rewatched them not that long ago. It, the first two movies are unbelievably good, and the chestburster scene is downright scary. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think it's 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 on the verge of epic, more iconic than epic, but still, it, it's everywhere. Everyone knows that scene. It's everything. Is it everywhere? Would you watch All at it once? Oh, I still haven't seen that one. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Go see that. It's so good. I know. Ah. I know. I need to. I need to. Um, so actually, just talking about this scene and thinking about horror actually made me think about The Exorcist, and uh, not necessarily the power of Christ compels you part, but like this, the spinning head on the little girl. Um, yeah, it's a pretty iconic scene as well. But yeah, I- iconic but not epic. I mean, there's so many good like horror scenes I can think of, but they're just they're just kind of like scenes, kind of like the jump scares. I- it, it doesn't compare to five minutes of just all-out sheer madness, so <laughs> it's it's hard to uh, we're spinning to cut up a little bit. Yeah. So speaking of which, I'm, I'm gonna kind of cheat and bundle a couple together because I think it's um it's a genre of epic scene. Oh my and god. And I think there's one that I I think I like the most, but there's a couple others I'll I'll kind of bundle it together. So I'm gonna go with the church scene from Kingsman. Oh, the fucking shootout scene. Oh man, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that scene was crazy. I, I didn't know anything about the comic. I didn't like all. All I knew going into that movie was just like, oh, it's kind of like this, like kind of like funniest version of James Bond type things. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm along for the ride. I didn't expect the uh, let's say two to five minutes of just all out sheer violence going on to Freebird. Right. Um, it's pretty epic. So I, I wouldn't put that too much in the the gun food territory. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I think there's like between all the counter reef stuff of like John Woo, Matrix, um I'll throw, I'll throw in the other one. What's the gun caught the one with uh, Christopher? Oh, Christopher. man, Equilibrium. <laughs> yeah, Equilibrium. Oh, I love yeah, that movie. There's, it's like the, the Kung Fu stuff. That, that's that's my jam. I, I think there's 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 so many of them that it does seem played out, but I think p- pick any one of those as the most epic of those things, and it, it, it's it's answer. So. so I feel like there's just not enough. Exp- like, that's a good movie. I like the first Kingsman. I The second one was okay, and I didn't see the third one. Um, but I don't know if it has as much exposure as things like The Matrix. And actually, even though we talked about that earlier, I didn't actually have it on my list. That's how prepared we are, dear listener. Which <laughs> scene in The Matrix would you say is 
the most uh, iconic or epic. Oh, the, the the rave scene in the second one. Everyone loves that one. Jesus fuck, I hate you. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I think I think you pointed it out. I, I think the the kung fu scene in the where they're they're training and he, he's like, I learned kung fu or I know kung fu. Um, I, I think that's epic in the sense of um, it does a good job of kind of establishing the reality and everything that they're in and kind of like what's what's the suspension of disbelief and what are the rules of this this you know movie that we're in. And it kind of like gets you to the point where it's just like, okay, it kind of primes you for the rest of the movie. But is it is it that or is it because I yeah, we were quoting that scene earlier, but is it that or is it the the lobby slash helicopter fights? I I have a hard time with that one because I feel like okay, at the time it was epic, but I think with a lot of the John Woo stuff and kind of things kind of going on with like other movies like The Raid and stuff, it just doesn't seem as um kinetic as other ones because it, it's it's a whole bunch of like i'm hiding behind pillars i'm hiding behind pillars of like yes this is gears of war i get it um can we do some other stuff and, and there are some cool scenes where like you know just like what is it like i don't know if the scorpion kick thing was it that one um some of the wall cartwheel stuff obviously i i iconic but compared to like how things and you know those the fight scenes of the genre has evolved i don't know it, it's it's kind of at the lower end Def, definitely give it stew <laughs> but compared to all the stuff we've seen now. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, uh, Ruli, I've got one more on my, my list that I would say is the most iconic movie scene of all time. You keep changing it. Iconic or epic? Which one is it? I don't know. We can go back and forth. I don't know. I'm going to say iconic. Okay, well, I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a guess. And if it's not Mad Max Fury Road, you're probably wrong. Oh, fuck, dude. Every scene in Mad Max Fury Road is epic <laughs> and iconic. I love that movie so much. Another movie that I could watch on repeat every single day. <sighs> no. So was it was it that one, or are you wrong? I'm wrong. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> like so many other times in life. I really, I really thought you were going to say that one. That's why I kept that one in my back pocket. I'm like, I know he's going to say that one. He's only ranted about this movie almost every other week that we talk about movies. <laughs> Uh, it's a science fiction movie, and this particular che- scene changed Father's Day forever. Um, Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. No, dude. Fucking Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Luke, I Am Your Father. I think oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, no, I'll give you that one. In cinema history, that might be one of the most iconic scenes. I- iconic, but not epic. It's just your, I, I know what your rules are because I, I would I think if from the Star Wars feature or Star Wars films, we always go back to the uh, episode one crazy Darth Maul scene. That that's epic. That is just so many things that's, going on. That is epic just because of Duel of the Fates, one of John Williams' yeah. best pieces. Like that is the whole thing is mediocre as hell, but you put it to Duel of the Fates and it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Um, I I love seeing the uh, the gifs of like um, that that scene, and they're like they're not even trying to hit each other; they're just moving their lightsabers around all willy nilly. And I'm like, oh wait, they are. It's so hilarious. <laughs> you know which ones uh, I'm talking about, right? Have you seen those? Uh, no, I don't know that I have. Oh man, I gotta I gotta find those. <laughs> all right, Ruli. Uh, any last any last ones before we move on? Well, no, well then if you're not gonna say it, I'll just go Bad Max Fury Road. If just. Give me, give me someone in a Slipknot, not wannabe mask, playing a flaming guitar in the middle of the desert with giant speakers. If that's not epic, then I don't know what epic is. I love how, despite all the things you and I love to disagree on, that movie unites us. <laughs>
Uh, all right, Ruli. Well, obviously, we have to uh, pimp our sponsor for this evening. After these messages, we'll be right back. Chat GPT. Did you not prepare for your <laughs> oh, podcast? I, Just type I, it into actually, Chat actually, GPT. Actually, I, I have one. I'm not, not cheating with Chat GPT. Oh. 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 After these messages, we'll be right back. AMC Plus, have, uh, I don't want to use this as news too. Uh, dear listener, do you want to pay even more on the outrageous prices to uh, see a video or see movies? So now you can pay an extra 5 to $10 to get quote-unquote prime seating and sit in the middle of the theater. AMC Plus, you're going to hate movies even more. I had heard about this and I hadn't looked into it. Ugh. It yeah. Sounds, it sounds horrible, but... I mean, I, 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 it sucks. Business is business, but also like they're hemorrhaging money. Like, in order to not hemorrhage money, you don't make people spend more money because it's kind of horrible. So um, I, I did hear they were bringing back like movie pass. Do you think it's going to be like if you get the movie pass, then you get your choice of seat situation? I, I think they were saying that they waive the fee if you have movie pass. But I, I get, again, I don't even know how how movie pass works or any of that stuff. Just because like with movie pass, they were hemorrhaging money because. The only people that were getting movie passes were people that love going to the movies all the time, right? Like yeah. you can't like you can't have this system with just like, hey, go to the movie once a month type thing. It's just like it's it's people kind of go maybe once every two to three months or they go all the time. It's like there is not really any in between. Um, what's uh, what's Dad's movie going rate these these days? Oh, zero. I I mean I see more things at home. Well, I mean I've seen like I've seen like Puss in Boots. That was a good movie. That <laughs> in fact that probably had some pretty epic scenes. That was pretty cool. Do you do um, you pay for the like because like Disney Plus and other, some of the others like you can pay to see the like the the TV no, sorry the the theater movies a bit early. Do you pay for that the twenty bucks um, kind of thing? We did that in the COVID times for I think was it Black Widow and a couple other ones. Um, but honest, honestly, like like from a not to get too sidetracked, but like from a kids' content perspective, between like random homemade stuff on YouTube and this and that, it's just like it's pretty easy to just throw something on the TV to entertain the kiddos. So yeah. I, I don't need to drop fifty dollars to entertain them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh uh, yeah, but I, but also when I when I did look into it, um, because I was a little worried, because like like me, whenever I go to the movies, it's like. On a Sunday morning at like 10 a.m. to go see the first showing. Uh, you drop, drop your family off at church and then go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, like like I think I made a tweet about it. It's just like I don't want to pay an extra, you know, ten bucks to see, you know, pee pee poo poo man part two. You know, of you know some random stupid movie that I'm. It's like not epic, but you know, it's just something silly I want to go see. But I think they're saying that it's only on like like um the showings after like five or six or something like that it's just like more of the prime time stuff so if, if i were to go ra- random morning video watching or something um it wouldn't impact me which is which is fine because i'm already i'm in an empty movie theater anyways don't ostracize me and tell me not to go by <laughs> making me pay more come on oh fair enough fair enough all right really let's get to the news Good news, everyone! Great news, everyone! Bad news, everyone! Uh-oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are? So, uh, I have two trailers for us to watch. Before that, I actually only had one headline that caught my attention recently. And okay. that's that apparently, uh, since we already talked about Lord of the Rings, this podcast, apparently there are more Lord of the Rings movies on the way. Uh, I didn't even bother reading if that's prequel movies or if that's remakes of the trilogy. I just rolled my eyes into the back of my head and moved on. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you, first of all, did you watch Rings of Power? Did you watch the show? No, it, it had no interest to me whatsoever. It, it really seems like a lot of the stuff is trying to uh, figure out what's going to capture that magic of Game of Thrones, but not capture the magic of Game of Thrones at all because it doesn't do what Game of Thrones did. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I think people focus more on the fantasy than everything else that show that apparently was interesting. And, and from what I, I hear, like, in a, like the, the positive critiques of it have always been that um, the show was kind of like breaking a majority of the stereotypes and expectations that usually come with that genre. So it's just like people making that genre over again and just doing the same old thing just isn't appealing. Yeah. So... Maybe, yeah, maybe I, they'll figure that out. It, wasn't it like a billion dollars to make six episodes or something? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I The Lord of the Rings trilogy was just the right time, the right place. I don't know, it was just made well. The Hobbit trilogy was unbelievably disappointing, and I just haven't bothered watching the show. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm really just turning into an old man, and I'm like, they'll never make a better version of Ben-Hur than... You know, Charles Heston. <laughs> I I don't know, but see um, that is an epic movie. You should just use that one. That's true. Or the <laughs> I'm Spartacus. Yeah, Cle- Cleopatra. All all that that genre there. Like, like I I I am well aware of my blind spots of movies that are bef- before the 1980s, and I am okay with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, did you have any news headlines, or do you want to watch uh, want to watch some trailers? Um. I'm not even going to bother clicking on my loud t- keyboard to find a new story. I will Aww. watch a trailer. <laughs> uh, I didn't take the time to verify whether or not um, Twitter didn't pay their Slack bill. I don't want to spread rumors, but if that's true, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, I don't look. know. I mean, I'm sure I can. Okay, let's see. Garbage fire from Twitter stuff. Um, I got a notification saying that I have to turn off two-factor authentication. Um, what? Yeah, you haven't heard about that? Uh, I know that didn't it go offline briefly? Is it still offline? No, no, it's not offline. They're they're asking people to pay for disengage it? on two factor SMS authentication. Now, now it 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 sounds absolutely horrible on the service level, and for I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, it's it's not like they're they're abandoning two factor authentication, right? It's 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 free if you want to do SMS, which is dumb. I'm sorry, free if you want to do Twitter Blue, but they're um, like you can still do like the the authentication apps and like some of the other you know what is it the UB key and all that other stuff that's kind of standard. Um, I saw a, a really wait. Short... They just don't want to pay to send SMS messages. <laughs> um, yes and no. So so I was here again. It's it's hard to take anything Musk says with with you know as being truthful. But at least at least what, what I I remember from the clip, um, it kind of made sense. And it was basically that like a majority of the um, costs were from other countries, and they have some proof that's basically like the telcos that are the providers of the SMS. You know, transmission. It's like um, I forget what's what's the service here. Twilio. It's like the the Twilio based. Yeah, you know, the, the Twilio equivalents of those in other countries. We're actually going in and making accounts and just fudging around and making it send the SMSs so they could get money on their end, um, which is pretty ingenious. Yeah, kind of um, is. And it does get. I mean, it it sounds horrible, but I think also from the perspective of like. You then, then you know what you do. You you throttle access. You don't. You you do things on on the the service end to not make it where you're spending sixty million dollars on SMS activity. Um, 
But again, why why would you do that? Why would you try to like, you know, make it better for everyone and not just, you know, come out of being completely ridiculous? So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Trailers it is then. Trailers. In a land that... No, in a land... In a time... Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time... Yep, yep, yep! Alright, is, is it in the news or is it somewhere else? Uh, I dropped it into Mumble. Oh, in the Mumbles. The one place I'm not um, looking. pasted HTTPS colon slash slash www.com. Okay. Alright, so, uh, Ruli, we have an upcoming episode about do we even care about the DCEU. <laughs> But this is uh, a trailer for one of the upcoming DCEU movies. Now, really, tell dear listener what we're about to watch. The Flash dash official trailer. So, look, I don't care about the DCEU. Apparently, Ezra Miller is a terrible person. Uh, I could not help, call it morbid curiosity. I could not help but be interested in this trailer because of all the crazy shit that's in it. So, <laughs> have you seen this before? Uh, no, I haven't. This will be the first time I see it. All right. Let's do this. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, play. Tell me something. You can go anywhere. He can go anywhere. Another can timeline. he go to another timeline? Uh, is in that, the is comics, that he can he actually has? vibrate between universes. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Is, is this is this Ant-Man? About multiple universes? <laughs> because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not going to lose her again. Oh, no. Flash in Quantumania. I don't know anything about the Flash. Like, was, was he, like, bored with the powers? Or did he, like, get hit by, like, that it can't a radioactive hummingbird or something? I don't, I don't know. Just what, what is... I, is I he thought it was the... the he's a scientist who got hit with, like, again, either the radiation or the okay. liquid or something. The I, I don't whole know. Thing. Dude, with yeah. DC, I mean, come on. It depends on, like, which of the million... Revamp DCEU bit new 52. You stole my face. That's a good one. I haven't heard that one. Sorry. <laughs> you have no idea what the consequences can be. Bruce, I could fix things. You could also destroy everything. Bad black. This can't be happening. I completely broke the universe. Yeah, wait, are, are we sure this is in the Atman trailer? We've been waiting for you. I created a world with no metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Want some help? Oh, it's a Batman. Uh, the original Batman. You're... You are... Batman. I'm Batman. Michael Keaton still looks great for his age. Uh, yeah. And he was supposed to be, I guess, in the Batgirl movie that they scrapped, so at least we're still getting some Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, the question is, do you think the Christopher Nolan Batman will show up? Also, like, I thought, wasn't there a big deal about, like, Superman? And it seems like there's multiple Superman-y things, but no pictures of the Superman? Uh, so the deal with that, as I understand it, is that Superman shows up as the post-credit teaser in Black Adam strictly because Dwayne Johnson wanted him to do that. Yeah. But yeah, is this Superman here at the ending? The answer is no. They're going to spoil it for you. It's not Clark. My name is Kara. I, I'm well, Barry. We're Barry. I don't know. The movie looks batshit crazy. 
<laughs> so, uh, that is a pun. Barry, what are you doing? <laughs> Our kids are going to want to see this. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It looks interesting. I, I think, like, with all the drama behind the scenes and kind of knowing... Knowing that kind of makes me less interested. Um, I'm not going to go seek it out, but I mean, if it's playing on Disney Plus or I guess HBO Max, I'll, I'll probably catch it on there eventually. Well, we shall see. All right, ready for another trailer? Yeah. Actually, a thought occurred to me. You know what we should do real quick? Another movie we should watch a trailer for. <laughs> All right, really, I just dropped a third trailer we're going to watch. Um, so, oh, well, I don't I know why this two. jumped. So this is this is number two. This is number two. Okay. I don't know why this one just jumped in my head right now, but you know we talked about Jurassic Park earlier, and for some reason, after watching the Flash, I thought of this. I don't know why. Fuck it. <laughs> really, no, tell the no. listener what we're about to watch. Sixty-five dash official trailer. Open paren HD close paren. Correct. Count them down. Three, two, one. Play. Talk about batshit crazy. This movie looks batshit crazy, and I'm fucking into it. Producer Sam Raimi. Hey. So he goes to year 65 at this, like, BCE, or what is, what is this? Even? I have no fucking idea. Look, it starts with Adam Driver on a spaceship. I'm already in, dude. I'm already interested, okay? Where's, where's his lightsaber? I'm so confused. Exploratory <laughs> mission. Send help. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about this movie other than wormhole to like the year sixty-five or something like that. So I saw this trailer when I went to see Ant Man. I had never even heard of this. I didn't know anything about it at this point. I still thought it was a sci-fi movie. And then, in a moment, we'll see what's even more interesting than sci-fi. I've located one survivor. One survivor. The child. It seems like that's like everything in this day and age is the one hero has to protect a child. Or just Pedro Pascal has to protect children. I think. <laughs> There's something alien out there. Something, something alien. alien? You mean a dinosaur? It's time to wake up. Your iPhone says wake up. <laughs> 65 million years ago. But wait, I thought they were in space. Well. What was the um Will Smith movie? I, I know that narrows it down a lot. Sci-fi. After Earth. Yeah, after, after Earth. Yeah, I oh, thought, God. I, thought was, I, I was thinking After Earth, but I don't know why I kept thinking Titan AE. I'm like, it's not Titan AE. Yeah, Titan um, AE would be fun. Yeah. After Earth was so boring, Jesus. I thought it was okay. I, th I thought it was passable. Finally. Ready? But anyways, I, I get the, the, vibe, the same vibe of this of After Earth from this movie. Um, Are you kidding me? This is that vibe? No, this is like fun action. Adam Driver shooting sci-fi weapons at dinosaurs. Fuck fucking yeah, son. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll definitely get behind it. But I mean, it's... Um, this is this one of those movies where I feel like it's going to be like 60 minutes of dinosaur exposition to try to get to some twist that's going to try to like close the movie or try to be all super smart. 
And then yeah, you're like, oh, that was dumb. I am willing to watch Adam Driver do exposition for 45 minutes. I am okay with this. <laughs> are you uh, are you an Adam Driver fan? Like, I have only even seen a little bit of his stuff, but I thought he was just the best part of the new Star Wars trilogy. Um, I don't dislike him. <laughs> I praise. I, 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 I felt... He was kind of cardboard dry in the, the trilogy, uh, and I just didn't like him at all. But I mean, uh, I, don't, I, I, but I don't, I don't fault him for that. I feel like it's like you, you are, you deal with the script that you have. <laughs> uh, really, every time we disagree, I'm just going to close my eyes and say, "Fury Road, Fury Road, just Fury Road." <laughs> all right, sir. Fault. Last trailer of the evening. I have not watched this. Okay. So tell dear listener what we're about to watch. I'm I'm super confused because it says Tetris. I think that's actually M dash. It's a little bit longer. Official trailer pipe. Apple TV Plus. So um, okay, if you haven't watched it, uh, really, I mean this for you. I mean this for dear listener. There is a YouTube channel called the Gaming Historian, and he does an episode about Tetris. It is so unbelievably fascinating. The story behind that game. Highly recommend. Now I don't know what this trailer is. I have not watched it. I don't know what to expect, but. Regardless if this trailer is good or not, please, Ruli, dear listener, Zach won't listen to this, so fuck him. <laughs> go look up the Gaming Historian's Tetris video. It is unbelievably good. Okay. All right, so go watch a Tetris trailer. Count them down in three, two, one, play. Tetris? Tetris. Tetris. Well, it's funny because that, that video Tetris. is right next to it. If it is an hour-long video... <laughs> So this is a series, not a movie. No, 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 I'm talking about, like, the, um, I see the gaming historian, the story of Tetris. It's, like, the recommended video on the right side. still see falling blocks in my dreams. It's poetry. Oh, yes, it is. There, that's fucking fantastic. Magical synchronicity. It's... It's the perfect game. It, it is kind of funny, because, like, like, that's one of the few things I remember, like, about talking about the history of it, how it's, like... The dude got so obsessed with it that he was like dreaming about the game. Um, so I like how they, they kind of pull that into like the first couple of minutes. <laughs> this looks like an over-the-top, like comedic take on this. It stays with you. Which makes me think about the new Weird Al Yankovic movie. Weird? Did you watch that? No, I didn't see that one. It looked look good though. It's quite funny. I recommend it. It's called the Game Boy. Package it with Tetris. Can you get us the rights? The Soviet Union had worldwide rights. Nothing gets out easily. I'm gonna go to Moscow. You're walking into a country. This movie looks fucking hilarious. Or series, whatever. How many episodes is this? You sure you don't have to talk to your wife about this first? Pioneers have to bet the house to win. But not literally. Listen. Have you ever heard our apartment this quiet before? <laughs> this is the inventor of Tetris. Your game is brilliant. I'm gonna make you a millionaire. Mr. Rogers, have you ever negotiated with the Soviets? We're here for Tetris. What do you say? I don't speak Russian. <laughs> the most powerful man in Communist Party. It looks kind of funny and good. Yeah, dude, this looks fucking great. What the hell is going on? I mean, I'm not going to subscribe to Apple Plus for it, but I may or may not find a way to watch it. You don't, you don't have to subscribe to Apple Plus. Just, just buy an iPhone. This is my money. This is insane. We can't protect you. Sometimes you got to forget the rules. This is They're mixing Final Countdown with the Tetris song. This is uh, this remix alone <laughs> is unique. 
They're lying. Everybody's lying. Go home. The cavalry is coming. We don't have time. Have Wasn't Taron Egerton the guy in uh in the Kingsman? Oh come on, you guys are the Kingsman. Maybe I don't remember. I think he was. So many callbacks this episode of the QQ Cast. How many? Not the bad. Well, I guess that's a movie. I see. I see rated R. So. Okay. Good. Whew. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, Ruli, anything else to add before we wrap up? Um, I have to, uh, um Mission Impossible has some epic scenes. What's <laughs> well, it's I'm just looking at all the stuff that's being subscribed or that it's telling me to watch. Mission Impossible number seven. Is there eleven a- minute trailer? <laughs> Thank you, ChatGPT. Um. Is there any particular scene in Mission Impossible? Because, like, were there seven of those movies now? They all blur together. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, even in the first one, like, the the iconic, you know, he goes down on the little whatever wires thing is a pretty iconic scene. But then I think maybe the next iconic one after that would have been the uh, the skyscraper in uh, Dubai. I was going to say, that, that, that one on IMAX was pretty epic. Yeah, that was pretty good shit. So huge, so huge. All right, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, Ruli, will we be back next week? Uh, yeah, if I get sleep, hopefully. Woo-hoo, sleep! <laughs> All right, dear listener, hope we'll be back next week uh, with with the Zachariah, who knows. But uh, yeah, Ruli, thanks for brainstorming epic slash iconic <laughs> movie scenes with me today. Good, good subject, and Just, thank you for the wiggle room. It makes it easier. <laughs> dude, all we do is wiggle on this podcast. It's... uh. Sounded funnier in my head. I nothing to add. <laughs> All right, dear listener. Until next time. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. No, is that too dated? Uh, was is that what the what the fox says, or is that the gangam gangam style dude? This is a I don't even remember anymore. No. So many things just blend together now. QQ. QQ. <laughs>Dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. Achievement unlocked. Complete the whole podcast in all its mediocrity, you monster.